Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. This is Veronica Entwistle, and you've tuned in to Radiant Spy Design, and I'm sure looking forward to talking to you tonight. And the calling, the call-in number is right there on your screen where it says call in live, and I hope that you're going to call in. We're going to do a meditation first, but then I'd really like to talk to you. What are we going to talk about tonight? A whole bunch of things. One of the things I'd like to talk about is death. What do you think of that? Another thing I'd like to talk about, like the art of dying and how we die. And, you know, there was something written in a book. I interviewed a woman uh, for Paradigm Shifters the other day, and I read something in her book, uh, Paradigm Shifters. It was Ashlyn, and she had rewritten or she channeled Thoth. Thoth, I guess she called it, uh, who had done the Emerald Tablets many years ago. So she channeled him, and he wanted to upgrade the Emerald Tablets, which are really a basic kind of formula, not a formula, but telling what the history of mankind is and what we're all about. And what are your actual goals? What kinds of things are we actually seeking in this life? individually and collectively and how can we refine our position and reach a point of what we might call success and it's really interesting but at one little section in the book he's talking about how he um, he lives all over the universes and how he dies at will he moves out of his body and he doesn't actually die he says he just leaves and goes on to something else and I really wanted her to talk about that, but she read, she wrote the book to, before 2012, so she didn't remember that part. But for me, it's really triggered a whole lot of um, you and I, we're all learning about energy and about radiance and being multidimensional and talking through the veil with spirits and knowing that there's so much available to us that most of us don't believe is available to us. Most of us believe, and I keep going back to Peter Calhoun and his big visions about how people are kind of stooped and being held underneath some kind of, I think of it as a vibrational skin, um, having been contrived by the elite, as it's called, and uh, to keep people in line so that we can be enslaved I guess are controlled so that we can be used however they decide that we can be used but his in his vision he was shown that people are incredibly powerful but what we need to do is shuck those skins shuck the containers that we somehow find ourselves in how do the containers get sprayed out around us well it comes through the thoughts and feelings that are being marketed through the media for reasons of keeping us kind of in line and in control. But you know this, and I know this, if you can really develop enough self-love and enough ability to move energy through your body-mind, move the resonance through your body-mind, and radiate out there, you can do amazing things. I always think about um, when Jesus in the Bible said, anything, the, these, when he was doing magic tricks, he was doing amazing, transcendent, miraculous things, and he said, these, in the name of the Father, you can do anything I can do. These and more shall you do, as long as you do it in the name of the Father. I think what he's saying is don't aggrandize and get t- take tickets to watch you be amazing so you can get to be a hero in your own legend. 
that doesn't seem to work. The idea is to slough, uh, the idea is to, um, like this Thoth, when he was moving out of um, bodies, different lifetimes, in order to transform and move throughout the universes by choice, he wasn't being like all trapped by identities, all the identities of self-importance and self being described by um, what you've established in life and whether you have the biggest house in the town and whether your kids go to the best school. It wasn't established by that at all. It's a releasing of some of the traps of fear and of jealousy, of greed and competition, past things that have happened, reactions that you and I, we have tremendous libraries of our lives on this plane. And most of us have an awful lot of like patterns in our body, mind, in special organs, are places for special patterns, like they'll say lungs, grief, you know, that's where courage and so on is, but it's also where grief is held and your um, kidneys are where insecurity is the big deal. I always link the kidneys to dishonesty and honesty, but I suppose if you think about being insecure, that's why people start fudging a bit and lying a bit, right? Anyway, we can go more and more into the body stuff, but uh, when it, whether it's the Tibetan lamas, that uh, the Rinpoches and so on, that leap, sometimes will sit in a, a meditation for seven days or something when they know they're leaving the planet, they don't get disturbed as they unhook themselves consciously. And all they leave when they leave, the, the ones that do this, all they leave is maybe a few teeth and a hank of hair or something. But, and the room will be filled with light, and they've just gone. Another thing I heard is that uh, some of those Rinpoches, they spend so much time releasing that when they die, the ones who don't uh, release their body that way, the ones who get out of their body, their bodies don't get rigor mortis. They don't harden up. And the reason for that, apparently, is that they've gotten rid of so many of the beliefs. I talked about your body as a library. And they've gotten rid of so many of these incredible um, oh, memory reactions, beliefs that came from lineage, beliefs that came from having some big earth trauma, beliefs that came from having a heartbreak or whatever. They get rid of their reactions throughout their life, through their meditation, through their conscious intention of ridding themselves of those prompts to behave a certain way because those prompt your subconscious to go into all kinds of patterns, whether they're patterns of relationship difficulty, uh, whether they're patterns of uh, self-denial, whether they're patterns of dominance. It doesn't matter what the pattern is, but some of them, when they're coming from grief, when they're coming from reactions left from other lives, they're not necessarily the expression of your, what I'm calling dharma. Somebody questioned the other day if I was using that word right, started to look it up, got interrupted. But in any case, I think of dharma as what we came here as a soul to work on. What, what did we come here to the earth for? Did you come just for a lark? Did you come for fun? Did you come, I feel like in my life, I came to unhook or be conscious about unhooking from a lot of the reactions that I have brought with me 
or from the reactions of childhood or whatever. It's been quite a business, which means that if that's my dharma, if that's my purpose, and it's also with sharing with others who want to do the same same thing, um, that's a big purpose has made my life look like it was difficult. But if you turn back and look at it differently, you go, wasn't necessarily so difficult. The difficult part was that I didn't know what I was after on a conscious level. So I struggled wanting to be this way in the plan on the planet when really I had to be different in order to get the job done that was closer to my Dharma. But it took me a whole lot of years. Oh, some of you have started way younger and you're doing way better. Um, and some of you are not doing way better. It's not about a competition. It's about let's remind each other what we're going to do in life and really enjoy that. So I really enjoyed reading about Thoth and leaving the planet. And I think that we all have the ability to move out of ourselves and be, leave our bodies behind if we choose to do it that way. And it doesn't have to be a huge struggle. But a lot of the struggles, like in my own life, have come from a belief that this is security or that staying in the body is secure or that's what my identity is. And death is when you lose your identity. That's pretty interesting when you think about it that way. And I'm thinking that we should practice losing our identity on purpose because you are not your identity. You're the essence of your being and you're amazingly transformative and you have the potential to be filled with love. You have the potential to be absolutely loving and radiate love into the world, even when you've been scared, even when you've been hurt, even when you're what not sure where you're going. And back to security and releasing our identity is also similar to releasing our security. You need to take that word security, look at it, chew on it, yum, 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 until it shifts and it releases you. I was talking to somebody else who uh, was doing a lot of research on Alan Watts. And I said, one of the things, you know, he's apparently a pretty, well, anyway, I don't want to gossip about him. But in any case, I remember in the 60s seeing his the title of one of his books was a spiritual something like, it might be the wrong connection of the words, but it's the right meaning. Um, it was the spiritual value of insecurity or insecurity is a strong spiritual value or something. So we had a wonderful chat about this very thing, which we've talked about for the last few weeks, which is you got to look at the security feelings in your life. I have to do this because that's what makes me secure. When I look at that and I feel it and I know it, I have to laugh at myself and go, wow, you have some crazy weirdo habits that you use to give yourself security, but they're not secure at all, for heaven's sakes. The only thing you're doing is keeping my identity stable so that everybody knows what it is. So... I hope you can hear me okay because I'm seeing this little sign keeps coming up on my Skype going, internet problems, and then it fades. So bless you. 
So let's all do a meditation. I want to take in somebody who, talking about security, we have, um, you know, we have ways that we know how to work our body. We know how to work our nervous system. And we know how to work our limbic system. And we know how to work our eyes and our heart and our liver and our lungs, et cetera, et cetera. But what happens? But what happens? Uh, what happens if you? Um, what was I going to say? Somebody beeped through, and I was afraid it was Don saying I've got uh, transmission problems. But in any case, uh, what happens if the little? This is how I see it. When I, as an intuitive, look into somebody's body, and we're doing energy work, what I see are little energy connections between nerves and the fibers of the nerves. You know how nerves are intersecting all over the place, little teeny hairy nerves and big thick ones. They're, they're intersecting all over the place. Well, I'm seeing uh, in people sometimes that where those intersections are, there are some big difficulties and that can create, that can resonate with quite a bit or not just resonate, that can radiate all kinds of um, uh, inflammation and difficulty all over the place. But I look into the body when I'm working on it. I look at these little fibers and I can see where the, the flows are blocked. But one of my friends has been saying how interesting it is that she met somebody who's really amazing and he uh, he's amazing like I am. Well, actually, he's probably more amazing because he does it differently. But he says that in the connections, in the energy connections, uh, for her out into the universes, you know how the energy connections go way out there. We don't just stop here. We don't just have a boundary just because we can see our physical boundaries. That's not it, is it? And he said that her energy connections have been severed all over the place. So I took my third eye. And I changed its focus. Oh, yeah. And then what I could see is way off her body that the, the streams of energy that might be flowing off her body and the way you have them off your body and I have off mine have been blunted. They're blunted. There's a whole bunch of them that have not been um, uh, completely, there is. I don't see them as severed as much as as turned over, so that they can't just flow. So I was thinking tonight. I spoke to her earlier as Carol. She used to call into the show a while back, but I said tonight we would go into the Galactic Healing Center and we will do some feisty little healing on um, central nervous systems. I have several clients, and some of them are dear friends now, who have had long term pains and inflammation so it's a really interesting subject and a lot of you are going to get older ha <laughs> ha because that's the name of the game right and quite often when we get older people feel uh, all kinds of aches and pains and you and I know a lot about uh, diet and uh, using greens using living things using um, the acid alkaline balance to prevent uh, too much inflammation but of course there are extenuating circumstances there are illnesses that have a lot of pain and so on so we're going to work on that and if you'd like to call me and tell me what else you want to work on I would love it 
Again, I'm Veronica Antwistle, and we love to do this show every week and talk to you about your life. So let's do our meditation together. Let's, let's reach up with your mind as a sculpting tool, reach way out into the great central sun, the universes, and create out there a golden ball. Now, out there is really rich with transformative energy now with our great eclipse. Oh, my. Full moon and an eclipse. Whew. And that's really pushing us to, what, kill off security as we knew it and let ourselves move into a new level of self, which means that it can be very, very disquieting uh, energy time. So we're going way out there. We're creating a golden ball. Above your head, perhaps two miles, and below your spine, about 40 feet. And drop a filament of light from the upper golden ball down through your spine into the lower golden ball. From the upper golden ball to about waist height, drop a four-sided gold pyramid. Good. And then upside down with this point going into the lower golden ball, another four-sided pyramid. When you put the two of them together, what do you get? You get a wonderful big diamond, right? And inside of that, we're creating a crystal ball. And the crystal ball nudges the inside edges of your diamond. And inside of that, there's a big star, a three-dimensional star of David and you're the one that's in it. You're in a three-dimensional star of David. So you've got this diamond. It's golden. You've got this ball, this beautiful crystal ball. And inside that, you've got a three-dimensional star of David. And inside of that, there is you. Because you've got this wonderful filament of light. And I'm telling you, in your day, if you could shoot the your mind up there and draw that golden ball, draw that filament of light connect to the lower golden ball. If you can do more of the structures, do. But if you just start that way and then surround yourself with light, it's going to help you a lot, especially during these turbulent times. Okay? It's a different kind of security, isn't it? It's one that's not hanging on to a piece of wood or something. Now, as you're in this star tetrahedron, remember, it's like your Mer Merkaba. Your Merkaba is your light body that is the vehicle and it's a used vehicle that takes you from one, uh, one vibrational level to another, one dimension to another. So I want you to spin and spin and spin your star tetrahedron. See yourself spinning and spinning or feel yourself spinning and spinning. I always get dizzy here. And in front of you, see a magical television screen. And on the first screen, you create a movie. And the movie is all about who you want to become. Okay, I'm moving into who I want to become. For me, I want to be consciously multidimensional. I want to learn how to move out of my life by choice. Um, somebody else asked me, I want to learn how to bilocate. I think that's a really good idea. And this all means I want to learn how to move my um, essential self, my etheric self, my spirit self. I want to have it move beyond the body at will, right? What is it you want? You can do something more simple. You can do something more elegant. You can do something, anything you want, okay? See yourself on the first screen 
becoming what it is you dream of becoming. Excellent. And mine just popped up really fast, which means that image is really big in my heart and soul these days. Remember, we're learning to manifest, and you manifest uh, from your thoughts and feelings, don't you? Now wrap that in light and move it over to the side, and we're creating on the second film here, we're creating a movie of you some project you want to create or you're in the process of creating and you're bringing all the things, the pieces, the resources, the people, the money, everything is coming together to bring this into fruition. And you have no problem. You've got the time, the money, the laughter, the people, the heart, the plan. Good. And you see your project, whatever it is, coming to fruition. Oh my goodness, you're so excited. Coming to fruition, good. And now that it's right there and it's doing it, it might want to last a while. So now we see all, all of the, um, the resources that are necessary moving to keep this project floating, to keep it going, to keep it vital and viable for as long as is possible. Yeah. Some people want home and family. You can keep it personal. It doesn't matter. Now wrap that in light, and now we're going to do the Galactic Healing Center. And remember, you have a team and I have a team. Call in your healing team, the beings, and you've got infinite numbers of them who are really, really great at healing and love doing it. And you have a bed there, a little healing table, and you have your own little team around that table. It can be five people, ten people, a billion people, whatever you... It doesn't have to be people. It can be dogs. Who knows? That made me yawn. I don't know why. So now the first person to come onto the table and lie down is you or me in my case. And then we ask the healing team to do something that you need help with. You might already know what it is. Yeah. And if you don't, ask them. They'll tell you. Good work. And when you really feel it, Good. And now wrap that in light, move it over to the side, and you'll find yourself percolating, even though we're moving on. Now we have a fresh healing table, and our team replicates themselves. You can bring in a few more members if you want. And now in comes, I want to bring in people who are in chronic pain. And for those of you who aren't in chronic pain, you can learn a lot about healing pain in your own body-mind, right? Because that happens periodically, doesn't it? So I want the people with pain to lie on their own table. There's, this is magic in terms of a, an expandable space and a replicatable healing team. And each of the tables that come in, I see a woman who has had a lot of brain injury and a lot of um, physical fragility as a result. And it's truly much impeded a lot of her life. And here's um, Carol that I spoke of with these blunted, uh, uh, the wiring <laughs> in your infinite multidimensional self. 
Now, who's the third one? The third one is a man, and he's got terrible, terrible back issues. I can barely talk because his back hurts so much. And I think it's making me yawn. And he has to lie on his stomach. Carol and this other woman can lie any way they want. Any way that's comfortable, this guy has to lie on his stomach. Okay, you can ask her to wait for the end of meditation. I'd love to talk to her. Okay, thanks. So we've got a caller for after we're done here. So I want us to work into, um, the guides are moving us into our consciousness, into, if you can imagine, a, um, um, a, a column, a nerve column, central nervous system column, like a big uh, trunk, and all these branches coming off it. And to the best of your ability, I want you to imagine the soothing influence of these wonderful healing beings as every intersection in your nervous system they work on they work to soothe it to heal it to alkaline to make it alkaline there you are and you might even feel a certain kind of buzz yeah excellent yeah And all three of them, there you go. We have to be really careful because the beautiful woman with the, with the brain injury, you have to be very careful that she doesn't get too much of this because this can kind of trigger another kind of problem. But I think Carol's okay with it. Here we go. Her pain has been so much for so long. But I see it changing. If you're listening, Carol, I see it changing radically. Good. And then our gentleman with the awful back. Mm -hmm. You know, sir, it's really interesting because we're moving um, the, the team, the healing team is working on your nervous system in several places in your body, partly at the sacrum. But um, they're also showing me that you have a terrific amount of crying you need to do you've been a really powerful man in a workforce you've been um, a supporter of your family you have a lot of reasons to maintain a kind of uh, a security label called I am a success but inside you've ignored a number of issues where you needed to cry where you really needed to let go of some deep feelings uh, it's really, feelings are the language of the soul. I used to say that all the time. I've forgotten that. But the feeling, our emotions are the language of the soul. And this is working with your, your, your feelings help with your education and with your release, education of who you are and where did you want to go in this life. Good. Well, I think everybody's got some, uh, something going on. So we're going to wrap that in light. And I hope that those of you at home will be willing to call in and tell me what happened with you as well. So let's wrap that in light, move it to the side, take a minute to do some healing on the planet. So let's uh, call in the light, the universal light. And let's call in, and I, like, I like calling in the um, uh, kind of orangey, pinky, salmon-y color. And we'll put a table here, and let's put your favorite political trauma 
that's going on right now, sitting on this table as if it's a being, which it is in a way, it's kind of an entity in itself. I was reading about the Kurds fighting against ISIS today on Facebook. Uh, A fellow I met at the University of Peace, wonderful, he's trying to keep us all posted. But some of the pictures were of very, very beautiful, beautiful women going and fighting, but they have no doubts they want to fight for uh, peace in their country. But not that I'm advocating war, I'm just saying it was kind of a different approach of thinking about that. So let's put the war-torn countries, let's put those on our, there we are. And now we're going to draw um, this huge beam of beautiful healing light and bring it down and absolutely infuse these parts of the world that are being shot up and, you know, burning and all those things. Oof, war. And we're just going to flood this table so that all these people can feel, um, what would we say? I would say they can feel the possibility of creating a reality deep within themselves by creating from a place of love and justice and protection. There we are. There's a lot of light going on on this table. Wonderful. Now we're going to wrap that in light and send it out. And then I want you to draw that beautiful healing light through the top of your head, bring it down, run it around your neck, your shoulders, down your arms and your hands, and send that light. We're about to enshroud our beautiful planet with this amazing healing energy. And I want to remind you all as we put that beautiful energy round and round and round the planet and bring it back up through our hands, through our arms, have it come in and circle round and round in the heart, move up through the neck and straight out into the great central sun, up through your head, down out into the great central sun, drop back down in through your body, shoot down through your spine, through your feet, into the core of the earth and back up so that you're flooded. It comes back into your feet and it floods your body. And there you are. And one of the most amazing things is that if we can change our inner energy, we actually change the outcome. Maybe it isn't as fast and conclusive as what we'd really like to dream of, but I'll tell you what, it works. So we've got, uh, now we've got to jump back into your star tetrahedron, close off your galactic healing center, jump into your star tetrahedron and spin and spin and spin and spin and woohoo, spin and spin and then jump out and I want to talk to you. We have a very patient Aliyah if you're still there. I think you're patient. I think you're still there. Hello. Oops, maybe we lost her. Aliyah, are you there? Me? Yeah, oh. hi. Hi, honey, you're still there. I'm here. Hi. I'm How are you doing? Aliyah's got a Kickstarter up. Do you want to tell us about that, or do you have some other things you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I could just briefly tell people about it. Um, it's the Tarot of Creativity. It's 
second time I've launched it on Kickstarter. This time, um, so if you go on Kickstarter and look up the Hero of Creativity, it's about creativity. It's about the creative process. It's about, um, you know, um, it's a very vibrational, high vibration cards, and I'm creating a couple new rewards that have never been there before. So um, if you look on Kickstarter, you will find two renditions of this project, but look at the one that says the key book, because it has a, uh, an e-book, I call the key book, um, and also a tarot class, which will be a 22 uh, MP3 file, um, audio file. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, very, very interesting because I think that, you know, uh, working with my voice and being able to teach people how to read the tarot, uh, it's a very powerful tool, uh, and it teaches you how to manifest through creativity. Um, well, I have to say that... Your your vibration gets up pretty high, and that's got to be translated right in the deck itself. So that should make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, and I think the audio files will also transmit transmit that kind of energy to people, so they'll the understanding will happen right. on another level. Yeah, so very powerful, very fun. Okay. Um, yeah. Fun is good. I've just realized that's one of my main things. I want to have fun in life, and I'm having more and more fun. So there. Yeah. Well, that was it when I, you know, I was. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello. I'm popping in and out. Hello. Oh. Yeah. Can hear me, Seth? Call my. Hello. Tell Seth to call my cell, please. Darn. I'm sorry, everybody. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. It, Seth, would you please call my cell so we can just change over the phone? No. Okay, you can talk now. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, talk fast so that we don't get bleeped out again. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so it's very, it's very much fun. I mean, that's what I'm having. I decided, look, you know, I got too serious about it. Step back. What, what's my intention? What's my focus? Use the tools that you know from your own tarot deck, you know, and and just pay attention to where your attention is. So. Mm-hmm. Then I step back and I'm like, well, what's my purpose? And I really just want to share this with as many people as possible because it's such a powerful thing in my own life. And it's changed my life to, you know, and it's, it's like a, it's like these, these tunnels you go down. Each card is like a tunnel and it's got all this information in that tunnel. Each one's a path. Each one's a tunnel. And each one has a lot of information in it. So, and it changes. You know, it's a way to access your higher guidance, a way to get in touch with your intuition. Um, so, a lot of fun. Um, and then it changed a little bit for me because I had a big pledge today. Somebody pledged four hundred dollars. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, he actually had me make him. I made him a, a custom package because he was like, "Well, I want more than one of these things." I was trying to make it a la carte, but they only have radio buttons that you can click, so you can. 
only took one pledge, you know. So, like, so I made him a custom package, and he, he, I think he just wanted to support the the project, you know. So, um, but I, I have to tell you something that happened to me last night, which I thought I would get your reading on. So last night I'm trying to sleep, and of course. I slept the night before with the eclipse, but last night, full moon, traditionally I don't sleep. So I'm like up part of the night, and I finally got to sleep around 3.30 in the morning. But I, when I'm laying in bed, you know, trying to sleep, I suddenly experienced what I call the elevator effect, and it was in the center of my head. You know, you take an elevator and you have that strange, like, you know, like woo-woo feeling that... <laughs> Hello, I'm back. I'm sorry, everybody. It's just, uh, it was Skype, but it's having an awful time. Do you think it's having an eclipse of its own? So um, sometimes it's really steady and sometimes it's not. Now, Leah, do you want to finish your little thing? Because it sounds like you're poo-pooing what you did, which was you've customized it for someone and also the universe is responding, bringing you people that want to support your project and they want to use your tools, my dear. Yeah, no, I'm not pooing it. Uh, I guess it's self-modesty, but... Oh, actually, I, a friend of mine said, and I said, well, I guess he's trying to support me. And, I, and, uh, and a friend of mine said, well, no, maybe he likes your artwork. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good thing to hear. Right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is great. It is great. Yeah. Well, I think and it's wonderful, Adeline, and you're not asking. You're not asking too much, so um, I want to see well, how long are you. How long is this Kickstarter going? Well, I made it a very short campaign. It's a. Uh, it's only going to go for about eight, eighteen more days. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you know, usually the way they say is that there's like a lull in there. So there's a dead period, and that if you make it shorter, it has less of a dead period. And, oh, okay. and it's kind of stressful. Well, yeah, it's a little stressful too, because you know. But I'm actually using my, um, you know, uh, people that had pledged in the first campaign to give me feedback on what they want. You know, so I'm I'm asking people what they want, and if there's, mm -hmm. you know, I have a series of books. I have a whole bunch of books that are out. You know, and if they want a package, just let me know. Um, contact me and say, well, this is what I want in my package. And let me know well, here's talk. the deal. I want to know. I want to know from you, like you're a being, and this is for you at home as well. This is a very, very creative time on the planet, and Aaliyah's got a whole bunch of books and these wonderful cards. And I'm going, what? Are, what is your purpose here, Aaliyah? What? What are you trying to do on the planet? Big question. Yeah, I've always kind of known that for the last, well, I haven't always known it, but for, since about 2002, I've known that I was going to be one of the builders of the new world. And okay. that means that you, you do this, um, we all do this, and, you know, when we're not, you know, in a waking state, we're, we're part of the builders. I call them the builders. And uh, and these people are people that, that have a vision, you know, they have a vision for how or they have a memory of how of home, and so they're they're doing their best to reconstruct home here, 
So the home vibration is one of, you know, acceptance and love and abundance for everyone, you know, true equality, true freedom. Um, and I'm plugging from the matrix. The matrix is pulse programming. And, you know, that's just sort of like leftover stuff. And it, it's... Well, I think that's really life. exciting. Yeah. And there's a no, lot of people... There's a lot of people listening to the show if they haven't given up with all our Skype drops. But uh, there's a lot of people listening to the show that have some version of that kind of dream and that kind of existence, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, and each person, that's the thing, is that I would be the coach for those people. I'm the one who could mm-hmm. help them into that creative self. And that, that I do what I call creative activation. So, you know, it's somebody who either knows they're creative and is blocked creatively, somebody who's, who's um, you know, doesn't think they're creative, but they want to be part of building something new. And I think the most exciting thing, the game in the town right now, is what do we create now? Now, when the phone programming is gone, you're left there holding, like, this, you know, this, this blank canvas. And, you know, you put anything you want on that canvas, but you really... To build the things that we want to build, we have to hold that vibration inside of ourselves. So we can't hold it inside of ourselves. We can't build something new because the new thing requires that vibrational stance, that vibrational uh, foundation. So, yeah, I, I like that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye just so that we can have some other people call in. But also, I'm very excited about your project and uh, what you're doing and who you are and what you're here for. And uh, may may we kick our feet and move to a higher and higher level in the ocean of thought and feeling, eh? Yeah. Your attention is what's most important. Focus, attention. Um, Isn't that great? And determined focus, yeah. Intention, yeah, yeah, holding it. Just holding it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, keep us posted, and I'll check out your uh, Kickstarter again. And yeah. uh, uh, we'll hear from, see if anybody else is going to call in now, Alia. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being patient, okay. honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, one of, one what, of the what? things I want to talk Okay, we'll see you soon. One of the things I want to talk about is, I already spoke about it last week a lot, is security, the notion of security and insecurity. And the reason, you know, Leah was talking about remembering where we were and remembering what it's been like and feeling the crunch. All of us have been feeling the crunch, feeling that we're on a kind of a treadmill. We have competition, we have jealousy, we have greed, we get the money issue, and it goes on and on and on. And yet, if you can shift your intention and release what we know as security. Like, what happens when I say that to you? Can you go into your body and feel, I need this to be secure? Ask yourself, what do I need to feel secure? One of the things you're going to come up with is your identity. I need to be Veronica in order to be secure. But the spiritual reality is there's no such thing as a Veronica. That's just an external thing that I've added to myself in this life, right? Because you and I know this. We've never been born and we never die. We're these spirit beings that roll throughout many, many universes and lifetimes and so on. 
So this whole, I need to be secure about who I am is, uh, I'm not saying throw away everything and wander around aimlessly. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying pay attention to what your security, insecurity levels are. You know when you're insecure and everything feels kind of wobbly? If you don't allow yourself to be insecure ever, you will never grow. And I know people like that, that they um, won't do anything that could be insecure because they don't want to, um, you know, they don't want to take a chance on what? On looking like an ass, on losing money, on being different than their friends expect. You know, it's kind of weird. If you start playing with that word, chew it like a piece of gum. Insecurity, insecurity. When do I feel insecure? I promise you, it really helps when you get into a very insecure position inside yourself and you're really honest about it, you're really aware of it and you're really honest about it, it makes it easier in that state of insecurity to vivify your dream, your chosen manifestation. You know, it, it makes it much easier to do that and let go of, uh, of, of how you have described yourself. What I mean is the insecurity itself is a moving kind of energy instead of like a really hard wall sort of thing. And you will be able to move vibrationally into your manifestation more easily. It's just a part of the spiritual journey is allowing yourself to let go and go through the big changes, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what else I'm talking about, insecurity, and our time is up and I never got finished. But we're hearing about Ebola and a whole bunch of us really have great doubts about uh, sending out that kind of information and scaring everybody. It's like uh, all the other flu scares and so on that come up. And I'm falling back on a thing that Young, young Living World calls Thieves Oil. Some other different companies call it Robber's Oil. But what it is is an amazing concoction of things like uh, cloves and rosemary and eucalyptus and maybe garlic and... Um, lavender, all these different uh, essential oils. And it's not, I haven't seen that it has to be the same recipe for every, you know, to create an oil that's this powerful. It doesn't have to be the exact same recipe. So look it up. And if you use it, you know, if you ever use those um, hand sanitizers, they're not very good for us, you know, it's a lot of poison stuff. But you can use these as hand sanitizers. You can use these as toothbrush uh, as toothpaste, you can use these as spray, in spray bottles and misting your room for, oh, bugs and so on. And it smells good. It smells light. And it really works with purifying you and also defending your whole immune system. So I thought instead of all this uh, fear-generating stuff about Ebola and whatever else is out there, we should all be absolutely full of Wonderful little tools like seed oil, robber's oil, or potent essential oils that you can use anywhere in your body and mind. You can even drink some or put a drop or two in your drink. So I'm just saying that as my little tidbit for the day. This is Veronica Antwistle saying, I'm so sorry that we had all these breaks in the show tonight. That was too bad. <laughs> 
But on the other hand, I appreciate those of you who stayed on and listened anyway. If you'd like a session with me, veronicaentwistle.com is my website, and there's an Ask Veronica button there. And you can also make comments on my shows there and make suggestions on interviewees that you want to uh, bring on. And uh, what else do I want to say? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how you are, who you are, what's up with you, what are you wanting to learn? How is your process of evolution going and how can we help you? Thank you so much for listening to Radiant by Design. I love it that we all tune in together. Much love and good night.